Last weekend, my father came to visit. It was a great visit, and one of the evenings we were sitting over in the rectory talking about anything and everything related to our lives, our faith, whatever it was, as a father and son do. And at some point, I have no idea how the conversation led in this direction, but this gospel came up. My father brought it up. And he said to me, my dad, has, he's run the family sheet metal business in St. Louis for over 40 years, so he's you know, getting ready to retire. He's a very successful businessman, and he said something along the lines. But he's like, you know, I've never understood that gospel because good luck to that landowner hiring someone the next day at dawn. If everyone knows that he's going to pay the people who start at five the same as the guys who start at dawn, no one is going to work for him. Now, I love my father. He's a good and faithful holy man. But I don't think his assessment of this gospel is correct. I don't think Jesus is giving us a lesson on human resource management or microeconomics. Jesus is speaking to something much deeper. In fact, the ridiculousness of the story helps the point that Jesus is trying to make. Of course, no landowner in his right mind would do such a crazy thing as hire all of these men and pay them all the exact same wage. It would be detrimental to his business, to his livelihood, to his own success, this thing that he has invested in and built up so well. Yes, he's generous, but he's also foolish. So what is Jesus trying to get at? What is he inviting us? Remember, when Jesus speaks, he speaks in eternity because he is God. What is Jesus inviting us to reflect upon today as he tells this story? I think there are two things that hit on us that Jesus is trying to communicate to us. The first is revelation, and the second is about discipleship. Jesus is the incarnate Word. Jesus is God Himself, the fullness of revelation. But what is Jesus pointing about that revelation in the Gospel? We hear in the Gospel that it is the landowner who goes out five separate times. He has a foreman. He has other workers. But it is the landowner himself who goes out searching for workers. This is very unusual. But it's also an indication Jesus is showing to us of who he is. He is the incarnate word. He is God made man. And what is he doing? He is coming forth from the Father into the world. To do what? To invite each and every one of us into his vineyard. Because of our brokenness, because of our sins, because we put our own desires ahead of what is truly good, beautiful, and true, God himself comes to us. God comes to us, not just once in history, but eternally, continuously. He comes to us in word and sacrament. He comes to us in prayer. God is continuously coming to each and every one of us. He is zealous in this. He wants us to know this. When we are feeling doubtful or alone or frustrated or confused, Jesus is coming to us. 
Whether we have known the Lord from our very early age, whether we are in the, in the autumn of our life, in the evening of our lives, Jesus is coming to us and inviting us. But what is revelation itself? What is Jesus inviting us to do? He's inviting us to renew and to convert our minds and our hearts. He's offering us what we need, but not in an earthly way. What he is doing by going out, the landowner, and inviting the workers into his vineyard, into his fields, is he's inviting them, yes, to earn their keep, but more than that, to recognize a new way of viewing and of seeing the world. And this leads, therefore, to discipleship. If that is what Revelation is doing, coming to us and inviting us to a new way of thinking and of acting, to follow that leader, to work in his vineyard, is required of all of us. Idleness is not an option with regards to Jesus. When revelation comes to us, we either follow or we walk away. But he is continuously coming. He knows that we may even walk away. He may have gone out to all of those men at noon, or excuse me, at five, who met him at dawn. Maybe they were still asleep, but guess what? He came back. He always comes to us. But he invites us into the vineyard. And so we must, therefore, follow the Lord. We must go into the vineyard, which is, in this life, the church. We must seek to follow after him, and not just for some sort of pay or benefit, but to have our minds and our lives renewed and restored. To have a different way of looking at the world. To look at the things that we do, even the most mundane things that we do, as a way in which we can glorify God as a way in which we can grow in holiness, goodness, beauty, and truth. This is the power of the Catholic worldview, to see every moment is pregnant with everything that God is offering to us. That is what God says by going out continuously, is that in every moment you have exactly what you need to go closer to Jesus, to take that next step. And so what does this mean for us practically? I know I'm kind of up in, the ear, up in the ether tonight. What does this mean for us practically? Well, I want to start by this. I'm the pastor here, so I'm in charge, which is a fun thing at times. Oftentimes it's terrible. But the reality is this. Practically speaking, what does this mean for us? That revelation is continuously seeking. This church will never fulfill its mission until every single soul on campus is converted to new life in Jesus Christ in the Catholic Church. We exist to go out, to reach, to continuously go out. We are, I am elated that there are so many of you here at Mass. I want more. Not because I am selfish, but because we have the truth. We have Jesus. And we want everyone to know that peace. So we exist institutionally to reach out, to go, to bring all souls home to Christ and His church. But on a practical level for you and for me individually, what does this mean? Each one of us is necessary and we play a part. If you're here tonight, Jesus is inviting you to take that next step in your life. Are you struggling with sin? Come to confession. Are you trying to figure out where God fits in your life? Join a Bible study. Go on the Hoosier Awakening Retreat. Are you praying every day? If not, start praying every day. 
Do you feel called to make a difference in the world through the service to the poor? Go and serve the poor. Tonight, each and every one of us is being invited. God is coming to us. He is calling us. And each and every one of us is given the opportunity tonight because tomorrow is not guaranteed. That's the power of this gospel also. When we look at it, really, what is Jesus saying in this? Is that we have to respond now because we don't know what tomorrow has in store. That's where I think my dad gets it wrong. Yeah, what about tomorrow? Doesn't matter. All we can do is give Jesus everything we can right now. Tomorrow is his. Ten years from now is his. But right now, I can play a part. And I choose to follow you. I choose, Lord, to recognize that as you heard in the prophet Isaiah, your ways are not my ways, but I choose your ways. Because I know your ways will lead me to something better than I could possibly ever do on my own. I want to live like St. Paul in that radical world where, for me, life is Christ and death is gain. Where the one thing that the world has against me is death, and I look at it as a friend and I'm excited for it. And none of this is possible because of my goodness or hard work. It all comes from the grace of the cross given to us in the sacraments, offered to us each and every moment of our life. Now is that time to go with Jesus into the vineyard. Now is that time to have him change our minds and our hearts so that we might be saints and so that the world and this campus might be a better place.